Black, Black Plastic Muni Radio. Dot of M is what you're tuned into. Keep it locked and come on down to the last final day of the Comedy Festival. We need you. We need your support. If you can't come down here and you feel bad, give us money on the GoFundMe. If you funded us, if you've been down here, we're supporting. We're proud of you. We're happy. And let's hear some more, some pop music. <laughs>
Submission bowed her head. Free is the black man, and supremacy is dead. I said, Black man, my brother, what are you going to do? Because now that you're aware of what white has been doing to you. And the man hasn't changed his method. He still waves a violent fist. And
got loose and trampled through the kitchen door, started mounting a big-ass redbush thick-thighed fry cook whore, and that little baby fell from an oak branch, split like a melon in two, and crazy mating dogs come running up the drive to slope the mushy brood. Same time that horse popped a wishbone rump split with a twig of his own. As a half-cooked possum jumped out the skillet and wandered home. But as that cock-hard farm boy limped around to check the mess, a loaded pistol misfired at his groin from his hunting vest. Now Mother Nature may not know quite how to dine in style, but a hunting lodge ain't no proper place to raise a child.
schizophrenic or maniac. If he only plays the chords, he's a square. A square is a dead person to a jazz musician. The place that I lived in was on a street that uh, happened to be one of the dead-end streets, where there was nothing to block the wind, the elements, nothing to buffer them for me, to keep them from knocking my bed down, man. I mean, really, stocking it to me. When the boiler was bust and the heat was gone, Jim, I had to get fully dressed before I could go to bed. Of course, I couldn't put on my goulashes because they had buckles on them, and my folks didn't play that. They said, don't you tear my bed clothes and goulashes on. But I was fortunate. As soon as I was big enough to get a job and save enough money, get a ticket, catch anything, I split. I said, one day I'm going to return, and I'm going to straighten it all out.
about hippies? What do I think about hippies? I really don't know. Uh, but uh, I think the, the kids have got some exciting music going for them today. I really...
have you ever walked the same shop day after day and thought they really need to change that sign? I remember what the room looked like. Charts of fluid inside the eye and receptors and cones all seemed free of errors. They were all common forms and common forms can reveal true severity because they're not as easy to pronounce to, not as easy to divide into. I mean, I don't want to be invisible, but I'm not the sort of person who wants to stand out because of my outfit either. I don't want to be anomalous. I don't want to be a rejected form. The first known scientific error was chromosomes. It wasn't until it wasn't until I started making mistakes with that stuff that I realised that this was kind of a big deal. I am very artistic and I do do a lot of crafting. But when I was younger I hated when kids would tear the papers off wrappers, um, you know, the wrappers off crayons. Because a spectrum can cause problems hues aren't easy to separate from one another and almost nobody recognizes this i mean when you're a kid your world is just your world actually i feel a little bit self-conscious
memory that of a very elderly gentleman seeing a flying saucer land for the first time. Oh, elderly gentleman seeing a flying saucer. Old cat is what you're saying. <laughs> Just being kind, right? <laughs> elderly gentleman seeing a flying saucer for the first time. I came outside. I should have worn my robe. <laughs> oh, well. Being, being here in the country, what the heck? Good heavens. What's that? Why, why, why thank you. My nephew, Frank. Book here on flying saucers. How did you know? Seems to be attracting the saucer, doesn't it, nephew? <laughs> Get over there. Over here. Over here. It's landing, nephew. You know, why don't you go and they'll never know it. I'm a human, but they'll never know you're a human. You go over there.
Black Black Plastic, UniRadio.fm. Last day of my comedy festival. If you folks are here in the city, get down here to the station to support us, see some good stand-up, and then also download all the stuff that's been going on if you haven't been able to be here. And please give us some money. We deserve it. And that's why you're listening. So GoFundMe is how you go fund us. And uh, see you on the bus.
Welfare slave. Something is free, they are led to believe. What seemed to be a charitable act is in fact an evil deed. Men stripped of their manhood and pride, suspended in permanent poverty, jobless yet qualified. Charity is granted the man in despair, paid to be a slave, and they call it welfare. Compromising mothers with deserving children survive on tokens and barely live. Social workers complaining over taxpayers' money as though it's from their pockets they give. Complaining about welfare knuckles while they take a dime. Sharing the same public taxes, only they're cut much bigger than mine. Something is free, but not enough to meet half your necessities. How low can a man go when he's already on his knees? with a pride that has taken a thorough beating, with the family he loves raggedly and barely eaten, being forced against his will, jeopardizing his freedom to meet the bill. Welfare, they call it, and it make good men still. On the first and the 16th, Welfare hallucinations of hungry mothers and children set free with bills and contracts.
complications the day thereafter and the return to suffering misery. The children of today with little or no chance, the children of tomorrow with no hopes of a chance. Still we must on these tokens
little girl who will fall in love with me. Oh, yes, she will. She got to give me all her loving. I want a little girl. She don't have to look like the kind of girls they have in them Playboy books, y'all now. But if that girl can cook soul food, she gon' suit me into a tea. Lord, you better him than I she. Don't have to wear no wigs. She don't have to wear them, them mod minis. The bug lives in a rug. Doug the bug lives in a rug. See him crawl, crawl, crawl. See him crawl underneath the door. Doug the bug lives in a rug. Doug the bug lives in a rug. See him crawling up the wall. Look out, Doug. all the friends that he will meet. Hello, Doug. Hello, potato bug. Hello, dragonfly. Hello, Doug.
your boy CFO here, here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
jump Miliano from behind. trouble down at St. Agnes Grace School where we go. It was the warmest October day that I ever saw today, so we skipped practice, Tony and Yogi and I, and decided to take a little ride down to the ferry and over to Staten Island. After polishing off a hero at Lucy's, we hopped on the back fender of the 2nd Avenue bus and rode down to the ferry basin. Once I fell off a bus like that on a sharp turn and almost got my balls crushed under the back wheel, but this ride was smooth enough and we got off and deposited our nickels in the turnstiles and were off. Just as the boat is pulling out of the dock, Tony takes out a bottle of Carbona cleaning fluid and a few rags and suggests that we do a little sniffing to get high. I was up for the idea because Carbona is one of the finest cheap highs you can get, even stronger than model airplane glue. We slipped up to the top deck of the ship and wet our rags and raise them to our faces. After four deep whiffs, we were sailing someplace else. Bells ringing through my ears and little lights flashing through my eyes. I pictured myself paddling across a river with black water. Only the canoe was going backwards instead of forwards with clouds that were faces laughing spooky funhouse laughs which wouldn't stop echoing. More sniffs and more freaky visions, the ringing bell sound just getting louder the more I breathed the stuff into my lungs. I kept it up for about 10 minutes, but by then I was getting too dizzy to handle it and I had to fling down the rag and make it to the side rail, sick as possible. I began puking wildly. My eyes felt like bowling balls and they were watering like mad. Tony and Yogi had done themselves in too and they ran over to join in the ceremony. Then we recovered enough to hear shouts from the bottom deck and wiping off our eyes, we realized we had zeroed in all over the head of some dude. More unfortunate was the fact that the guy was fantastically huge and looked horribly pissed. We wasted no time in making it for the nearest hiding spot, knowing the guy would be up after us any second. We got to the other side of the boat and did a quick Steve McQueen act over the rail and down to the lowest deck. Then we ducked into the bathroom and into the last toilet stall, locking the door and sweating our balls off. We hung on in there, reading the little penciled-in obscenities until the boat docked. After about 10 minutes, we sent Yogi out to see if the coast was clear. He came back and signaled us out, and we ran our asses off the boat through the terminal onto the nearest bus. We came to a nice park somewhere in the middle of the island and played ball with the local lames all day, taking on everyone, even guys as old as 16 or so. It was almost dark when we caught our ferry back to the city again, keeping a sharp lookout for our friend and vowing we'd never sniff that stuff on any ferry again.
on the brink, the outer edge of insanity, past bleeding or tears. The ones you choose haven't cried since they fell off the slide. Usually they've been so abused that you wonder if they can take anything. In fact, you kid yourself into thinking that one of them will be able to tolerate so much that you'll actually fall in love with their pain tolerance. You're dead wrong there. That'll never happen. Like rats, things get a little vicious. some straw to cling to, whatever, so you can fuck them and start it all over again. A guy I knew used to drown his pets, so that they were just on the other side, and then he'd rescue them. The memory he gave them was a smiling, loving face pulling them out of the barrel, laying them on the grass, dust coating their muzzle. He did it in secret for a couple months off and on, but we knew that he really loved something about those dogs. He knew what they could take. He was impressed. He'd stroke them, pet them, hold them, whisper in their ear. Then he'd drown his dog or his friend's dog again. He did it in a big 50-gallon drum that we used for trash cans. His dad would bring them home from the shipyard. Greasy pieces of lettuce floating with particles of who the hell knows what. Anyway, he showed me one day what it was that got him off. Here's his fourth grader bleeding scratches and bite marks on his brown arms, laughing in this unfunny way, and crooning to these yelping, desperate, writhing doggies. Sooner or later he'd get them. He was fucking inexhaustible. He'd take hours to catch a dog. You could tell what was on his mind. They'd hide, but they'd have to show up at the wash bail to eat the scraps and dry dog food sometime, right? In fact, he knew that they knew he knew, and that made it better. Said, you fool. As he grabbed the dog and dragged him away. I'm gonna drown you, Fido. He called every dog Fido and asked me why. Pretty soon the hose would start spinning this greasy mess of water around the barrel. He'd get him in. And you don't know how long it takes for a Labrador to drown. You don't measure it in minutes. Yeah. 
Flat Black Plastic is the show you're listening to on the Mutiny Radio.fm coming to you directly live from the Not So Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. This show is uh, Epitaph for the 500 Club. God rest you. Good bar. Gathered in my eyes 